Welcome to the Unveiled Podcast. We talk about current topics designed to equip women to be culture shapers and disciple makers, helping you to live with conviction and boldness in a post-Christian world. Today, I want to talk to you about hope. Many in our world have lost hope. They have lost hope in government. They have lost hope in our medical system. Maybe, they lo- maybe they've lost hope in their family and their friends. And uh, there's so much hopelessness. Uh, some have just resigned to accept this as the new normal, accepting that, hey, there's social distancing and social isolation and lockdowns, and this is just the way it is. And they they seem to be content and they're happy to stay in their own homes and just watch TV all the time. Some are hoping that it will still be over soon and, and believing that if they just follow all the rules of the lockdown and if they um, and everyone else just gets ac- vaccinated, it's all going to be over And uh, I think that it has been especially burdensome to many youth and children. And so my encouragement to you is if you have children, keep an eye on them and love them extra hard and uh, be aware of their needs and try to, to to meet those as much as you can. Ultimately, point them to the hope that we have in Christ. Model that yourself, not without fail. I know I certainly have not always modeled it properly. Uh, my youngest daughter has reminded me that sometimes I get quite sassy and um, I need the those reminders too, but keep an eye on your children. And if you see them sleeping more or isolating themselves and being staying away and not not uh, desiring to do some of the things that they used to enjoy doing, uh, noticing lack of motivation or messiness in their lives, um, take a look at that. Take note and and see what you can do for them. Uh, we don't want our children and youth uh, slipping into despair and depression, and that leads to all sorts of other other problems. So let's let's keep an eye out for them. Let's let's love on them and provide opportunities for them. And I would say, uh, as Christians in general, hopefully um, our hope in the Lord is is carrying us through. Um, but I, I think if we are honest, we have to admit that our hope also wavers sometimes. Sometimes we are spiritually encouraged, and other times we are spiritually discouraged. And although we have absolute access to victory through the Word of God, the Spirit of God, our faith in God, our faith and hope for eternal life, we're still in the flesh and we're still, you know, surrounded by evil and darkness and the enemy. And so we we have to be on guard as well. And so we, we're not completely immune to discouragement or depending on your personality, maybe it's anger or frustration or fear or loneliness or maybe even violence or being mean, whatever it may be, it's... It, we're not immune from it. And so we need to take guard for that. And uh, I know a few weeks ago, um, I started realizing I was just really feeling really annoyed by by many of the things that were going on. And, um, you know, I, I resolved that um, as a church, we have declared that we will not abandon our community to despair. And so I had to resolve and say, I will not abandon my own soul to despair. I will not allow my soul to go there. I have to guard and protect it. And that's on- the only way I can do that is by by turning to the Lord and staying close to Him and connected to Him. Uh, and so, 
you know, overall, sometimes people ask me, how am I doing? And I would say, overall, I'm doing doing well. I'm doing great. I, I do feel empowered and, and strengthened in the Lord. Uh, I am equipped and prepared to do this for the long haul. I, I've uh, resolved to believe that this is going to be a long-term battle. And uh, there's been so many issues that have risen out of um, uh, some of these restrictions and all the things that have gone on with our government that I realize as Christians, we are far from, um, you know, uh, seeing absolute victory. In fact, absolute victory will happen when we we get to heaven. And so there's so many social issues that we need to be speaking into and, um, you know, speaking the gospel into that uh, we're in this for quite some time. And, uh, you know, I, I'm I, I'm I'm prepared to to continue to do this battle, and so in many senses, I would say I'm I'm very very strong. I am not afraid of dying. I am not afraid of the virus or of fines or even imprisonment. I'm aware that there could be financial trouble and food shortages happening. I'm aware um, uh, that there's concerns about pushing. Uh, a vaccination that is still an experiment and we don't know what the long-term effects will be. I'm aware of government over control and these things concern me. I don't like them, but at this point, they're not weighing me down. Uh, now, certainly I do have a deep concern for those who are already going through many despairing effects. And I think particularly of our youth, those that are are struggling with like, what's the point of living? Those that are struggling with eating disorders or suicide attempts and ideation. Uh, those who are very, very lonely. And I, I'm very concerned for them. I'm concerned for those who have businesses that have been closed and the financial trouble that they're facing like that, that breaks my heart. I I feel bad about broken marriages or struggling marriages that, you know, are, you know, maybe were struggling before, but all the things that have happened are have just made things so much worse. I'm I'm concerned for those that are struggling with addictions, right? Like we we turn back to our old ways. And so yeah, that that concerns me. But I'm doing doing well. I'm very resolved. I'm very uh, I, I'm living by my convictions, and and yet I would say I, I still have my weaknesses, and Satan knows those uh, way too well. And even over the past two weeks, I've noticed him trying to throw a, a past fear into my life, and uh, and so I've told a few people I feel like you know there's this thorn in the flesh from the past that keeps poking up. It's something I've largely been able to overcome and speak truth into. I'm grounded and rooted in my hope in the Lord. The Lord has comforted me in the truth that I am chosen and I am sealed in Him. My identity is not in my past, but in Christ. And I know these truths, and yet Satan is throwing something at me. And uh, so I've had to try and manage that. It's given me some panic, some real panic and I'm like, wow, like what in the world? Why am I responding this way? And uh, so I shouldn't be surprised though, because Satan will know that I, I 
I'm living with conviction in regards to current situation. So he's like, why not try to uproot this? See how that goes. And so I tell you this because I want you to know that I am vulnerable and that you are too. And um, maybe it's not the current situation, but maybe it's something from your past Um but we all struggle with hope at times. Let's just admit that. We are not always 100% spiritually strong and hopeful and living uh, without sin. We, we still do struggle. Uh, but it makes me think about my hope and it makes me think about God's word and it allows God's word to speak more personally and more deeply into my life. And so um, what I do know is that hope overthrows despair because hope is eternal. And when we have the hope of the Lord in our lives, we we have access to that now. It, it changes how we see things now. But ultimately, we know that uh, it's eternal. Colossians 1.5 reminds us that because of the hope that is laid up uh, in heaven for us. Uh, we have that hope. It's, it's in heaven and, and so it's eternal. Titus 1, 1 and 2 also says that Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness in hope of eternal life, which God who never lies promised before the ages began. And so our truth and our godliness, it's grounded in hope of eternal life. And um, so there's that eternal perspective that should change the way we live now and the way we view things now. And uh, hope is also a promise. It's not just wishful thinking. Uh, just like that last verse there says, God who never lies promised before the ages that began. And so it, it's a certainty. It's, it's a sure thing. It's not going to change. And so that should make a difference for us. We don't have to wonder, is this going to suddenly be ripped out from underneath me. And, you know, maybe some of you grew up in, in, in situations where your home was never stable or your life was never uh, consistent. And just as you thought things were getting better, you know, someone pulls out the carpet from underneath your feet and you're back on, you know, shaky ground and, and that affects you. But the hope that we have in God is not like that. It's different. It's from God. And it's not rooted in positive thoughts or self-empowerment. Um, we, we can't get this hope from ourselves. Uh, we can't make it happen because it's rooted and it's from God. And uh, so even just this morning, I I really believe I received a gift of encouragement. The Lord met me on the road to Bethlehem. <laughs> and so, okay, so that's a joke, but, but it, it kind of is true because I was uh, driving in. I had about 20 minutes from my house to my office. And uh, in order to get to my office, I have to turn onto Bethlehem Road. So uh, the Lord met me there through worship songs. And I had tried making arrangements to call a few people and it didn't work out. But I think the Lord 
knew I needed that time with him in worship. And my favorite worship songs were coming on. Uh, my favorite, I have lots of them. But right now, I would say God So Loved uh, is a song that really resonates with me. Battle Belongs, Run to the Father, All Hail King Jesus. Those are all songs that just spoke so powerfully into my life. And it relieved me from some of my anxieties that I had been feeling and prepared me to do the things I needed to do. I had ministry ahead, and uh, my anxieties would have hindered that, but God removed that through worship. And so I'm so thankful that He He did that for me. And so we have to acknowledge that hope is, is a gift of faith, and it's a gift of God that we don't deserve. From the very beginning, uh, when we first have faith in Jesus Christ for our salvation— uh, we have to acknowledge that uh, it doesn't come from us. And I, I was super encouraged uh, by Paul once again in Acts 27 when, you know, they the men have gone through a ship or through storms and their ship is about to be torn apart. And this is what Paul says. So take heart, men, for I have faith in God that it will be exactly as I've been told, but we must run aground on some island. And so once again, Paul is able to take faith because his faith is in God and he knows that God is true to his promises. So once again, that that promise of God uh, encourages us. And Ephesians 2.8 tells us that for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God. Faith is a gift, both at the beginning of salvation, but every time we have faith in the midst of difficult circumstances after salvation, that is also a gift. We can't do it on our own. And so uh, we know that hope does help us to overcome our circumstances. Like I said, Paul was about to have a shipwreck in Acts 27, and yet he uh, continued to remain faithful. He continued to have hope and have courage, and uh, God showed up to him to him through an angel. God showed up and gave him courage through other believers. God does not leave us on our own, and he provides us exactly what we can, we need so that we can overcome our circumstances. You see, we can't change our circumstances. Paul still had a shipwreck, but he continued to stay on mission, and he continued uh, to remember that his physical circumstances should not hinder the gospel. He did not allow uh, his physical circumstances to hinder the gospel. That was his mission. He stayed on mission no matter what, uh, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. And that's Acts 28, 31. So nothing, no physical circumstances could hinder the gospel. And he was just so on mission for that. And so I, I I remind you, I remind myself, no matter what you're going through, continue to keep the gospel at the forefront of your mind. No matter what struggle you're you're having, teach it to yourself. And you know what? I was teaching this podcast to myself on my way in as I was worshiping the Lord through those songs. And uh, I was teaching it to myself, and now I'm teaching it to you. So teach yourself the gospel over and over again. You need to hear the gospel every day. So teach it to yourself. And then teach it to your children and teach it to others um, teach it to unbelievers, allow uh, unbelievers to know the hope that you have. And so let's continue to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ with boldness and without hindrance. 
And uh, I was super encouraged as well from 2 Timothy 2, 8 and 9. Uh, and this is what it says. This is once again, Paul, he says, Remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead, the offspring of David as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal. And that was intentional terminology. I was, he's bound with chains as, chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. No matter what you are going through right now, do not allow that to bind the word of God. Let it continue to pour out of your mouth, out of your life, and in all circumstances, no matter who you are with. That is the life of Paul. That's how I've been super encouraged. I certainly don't do this perfectly. But that's my reminder. That's my calling. That's my desire. That's what I'm, I'm striving for, that the word of God would not be bound, that I would continue to be faithful. Um, and when I do fail, when I do mess up, I know that God is still faithful and he will continue to put his forth, put forth his word. But I want to be part of that. I don't want to miss out on that. And so why would I allow my own weaknesses and insecurities or frustrations or even those that are imposed on me, why would I allow those to bind the word of God? Let it not be so. I don't want that in my life. So um, let's encourage one another with these words. Let's stay on mission, proclaiming the kingdom of God in all circumstances and uh, surrendering ourselves to him, remembering that the kingdom of God cannot be stopped because God cannot be stopped. Let's not allow our emotions to rule us, but let's know our convictions and live by them, knowing that ultimately Christ is our benevolent King. That's the blessing of living in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God that is now but not yet. We are experiencing glimpses of it now as we we see the rule of Christ, the benevolent rule of Christ here on earth. And... Um, uh, not all acknowledge it, but those of us who are in Christ, we want to acknowledge his benevolent rule. And then we are also responsible to submit to that benevolent rule, to obey it, to live by it, to ultimately let him be king of our lives. And uh, there's great joy in living uh, in his presence, knowing that he is our ruler. Let's not try to rule our own lives. Let's not let anybody else rule our lives, but the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And so uh, I hope that's an encouragement to you. I don't know, maybe as I'm talking about the difference between emotions and convictions, that might be another podcast I do. But for now, just surrender to the King of Kings, Jesus Christ, your benevolent, gracious, kind, generous, just King of kings and Lord of lords, let that renew your hope today and um, as it does mine. So God bless you. Thank you.